Good morning, it's September 27th, and this is To My Liberal Friends. When I still lived in Northern Virginia, we used to have a joke. It went like this, why did the chicken cross the road? Well, the answer, to show the squirrel it could be done. Now, I feel like this is where we are once again with politicians playing chicken with each other and none of them willing to cross the road. The fiscal year ends this week, and we don't seem to be able to come to a deal. And the blame for this lies solely within the Republican Party, and more specifically, the far right, which goes by the moniker of the Freedom Caucus. Now, last spring, we had another crisis that dealt with the debt ceiling. Speaker Kevin McCarthy forced Joe Biden to come to the negotiating table, and anyone reasonably looking at the deal would have come to the same conclusion that I did. McCarthy got more in the deal than Biden and the Democrats. We need a course refresher six months later to remember what was in the deal. The deal capped non-defense spending in 2024, and it can only increase by 1% in 2025. Now, since inflation is still running at about 3% or higher, that's a reduction in real spending power. There were some appropriations targets for the out years, but this is Congress, and they can undo them as fast as they create them. But according to the deal, though, non-defense discretionary spending and top-line federal spending was supposed to be limited to 1% growth for the next six years. And if that holds true, that's a big win for McCarthy. The bill that passed after the deal was cut also rescinded about $11 billion in unobligated COVID-19 funds and another $10 billion that was taken back from the IRS and it'll be used to beef up some other discretionary funding areas. In addition, $10 billion in funds were repurposed from mandatory programs and $23 billion was designated as emergency funding was shifted. The deal also called for broadening the work requirements for certain adults receiving food stamps. Prior to the deal, childless, able-bodied adults aged 18 to 49 are only able to get food stamps for three months out of every three years unless they're employed at least 20 hours a week to meet other criteria. The legislation will increase that upper limit of the mandate to age 55. All of these things were meant, I mentioned were wins for Speaker McCarthy. As we get to October 1, another provision of the deal was that student loan borrowers will have to start paying back their loans. The legislation also prohibited the administration from extending the delay in payments. Huge win for McCarthy, as this was a big Republican talking point. The deal also secured a budgeting mechanism known as PAYGO, which is short for pay-as-you-go, that says new government agency actions affecting revenues and spending should be offset by savings. Chalk another point up for McCarthy if you're keeping score. It was also my understanding that Congress would return to regular order when it comes to the appropriations process. That means they would pass the individual appropriations bills and we would not be using continuing resolutions and 4,000 page omnibus bills to fund the government. That requirement seems to have fallen out on the cutting room floor somewhere. What Joe Biden got was an extension of the debt limit until after the 2024 election. That was his major win and that means McCarthy was on the winning side of the deal. But that was not good enough for the conservatives in the House. They want deeper spending cuts, and they're willing to shut down the government in order to try to force Congress to give them their way. They seem to forget that the Democrats still control the Senate, and so there's no way those spending cuts are going to remain in force, even if they were to get what they want in the House. What these far-right members of the House should be focused on is winning more seats in the House, and also winning the Senate and the White House. Then they will control enough of the government to actually make the cuts they want. Well, things started to break last night with House Republicans voting to advance four full-year full full spending bills. They expect to move the appropriations bills for defense, homeland security, agriculture, and State Department. 
and that's about 75% of discretionary spending, but there's no full deal in sight to avoid a partial government shutdown. The vote to advance the bill was 216 to 212, a partisan vote, so it should be noted that Democrats all voted not to advance the bills, so they're playing politics with this as well. So when they try to blame Republicans, they could vote for these bills and get them passed, but they want to force Republicans to fail so they can claim victory. Republicans in the Senate are acting more like adults. Yesterday, Senate Democrats and Republicans announced a short-term funding deal that would fund the government for six weeks and would include additional funding for Ukraine and domestic disaster relief. This CR would continue funding for the government at current levels. But today, in the House, they voted not to accept the Senate bill, and so the standoff continues. Though I share the right's concern about the growing debt and the burgeoning federal spending we have, but I'm also a realist, and Democrats have no intention of cutting spending. It is what they do, and it's why I believe the Freedom Caucus, or the Freedom from Governing Caucus, that I call it, needs to unite behind Speaker McCarthy and get these bills passed. Show the nation they can govern and make the point clear that if they control the three legs of the government, they will cut spending. Put the facts out there. We don't have a revenue problem. Federal revenues are at an all-time high. We have a spending problem. And if we are put in charge of the spending, we'll bring it under control. This has been To My Liberal Friends. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, hit the subscribe button. Recommend it to your friends. If you have a comment, go ahead and leave it.